0: hello
1: everyone welcome to the character profile for episode 418 of conversation street this week we're going to be talking about vikram desai yes
0: this is conversation street Street just in case you accidentally
1: clicked on the wrong podcast or YouTube video. That's what we are. Vicram decide. Um, I never knew whether we were ever going to end up doing a character profile of this guy because, um, for one thing, the Coropedia article there's not a whole lot on there. So I had to, I was. I, I did. I got a bit from Corypedia, but I was also looking at um, the, uh, some of the books that I had, and also um, Cory used to have a really great. Um, com- um, uh, I can't remember the word. A collection of old newspaper articles from about 1990. Know, 1990- six seven to 2002 online like archived there and and then they're not there That's anymore clever. but you can go on the way back machine and look at them so I was this week looking through and finding anything at all related to Vikram so I've kind of been able to piece back we'll together it, it is it's great um I've been able to piece together a bit what he got up to in his four years of the show but yeah I was never sure whether we were going to do it um I wouldn't ever say that I mean, how, how, how much do you remember of, of Vikram? Because he came into the show in 1999 and left in 2002. So you'd have got a good year of watching him.
0: I don't have a great recollection, I'm afraid. No.
1: And I would say that he, despite nearly four years on the show, I wouldn't say that he left a massive impact. And I think that uh, Chris himself, I've, I've got quite a few interview bits from him later on, um, said that he didn't really have the best stories. Yet despite not really making a huge mark on the show, he's absolutely memorable and not not the sort of character I'd forget. Um, And I think...
0: What a weird contradiction.
1: I I know. I I don't remember very much that he did. And the reason that we've... Well, one of the reasons I I wanted to talk about him this week is because um, we spoke recently about Streetcars just celebrating its um, 20th anniversary, and he was one of the co-founders of that. So I suppose that is a mark that he's left on the street. Um, But also... um, I chose him this week because uh, of what Cory started doing in tonight's episode with, um, with the racism storyline. And when uh, Vikram uh, came into the programme, along with his dad, Ravi, and his sister, Nita, there was a massive um, sort of hoo-ha in the press. Well, that makes it sound like a bad thing. A big... Um, Heralding. Big th- yeah, because they were Cory's first Asian family uh, on the show.
0: Into in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah,
1: yeah, it yeah. was it was a massive thing then, and it, it is quite funny how that was a, that was almost like this is a turning point for Coronation Street. It's been you know for past forty years. It's just been wall to wall white actors, and now finally it's it's caught up with the times, and it's it's been much more multicultural and and everything. And we've got an Asian family. Yeah, it was only last year when the Baileys came into it. They were saying the same thing, weren't they? This yeah, is the I first know. black family. So Coronation Street has really been taking baby steps in getting um, a, a, a wider... Um,
0: a more diverse yeah. cast
1: yeah, to yeah, represent
0: yeah. the country.
1: Mm. So I think because that was such a big thing at the time, this family coming in, and I mean, at the end of the day, Nita and Ravi, they left even less of a mark and, and left pretty quickly, actually. For that reason... Um, he was quite quite an important character, so that's why I say him. he's not the sort of character that I would forget, even though, looking back, I can't, couldn't remember before I did this very many of the storylines that he was in, and even reading about some of them, I thought, oh, I don't, don't remember watching this, <laughs> but I must have done. So if you're in the same boat as um, as I was, um, dear listeners, and indeed Gemma may not have watched right. most of it at the time, hopefully this will be a bit of a refresher, or a bit of a learning experience for you, and I did find an awesome little bit of facts about um, Chris Bisson and his audition. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, there's some
0: really good good facts about up with. I found some
1: good trivia for him, so keep your eyes out for that. Gemma, I'll let you run down his um, bio before we get started.
0: So, Vikram Desai was born on the 20th of February 1979. His father, you already mentioned, Ravi Desai, sister Nita Desai. He first appeared on the 7th of February 1999. He last appeared on the 18th of December 2002. He was in 330 episodes. And as I said, played by Chris Bisson.
1: Yes, who has made a bit bigger name for himself um, on Emmerdale now. Yes. I think he's been on Emmerdale for like over 10 years and it's it's kind of funny because we obviously don't watch that but sometimes we'll flick onto Coronation yeah, we'll Street ready for... <laughs> sorry, I'll flick onto Emmerdale ready for Coronation Street to start. It's like, oh, it's Vikram, it's Vikram. <laughs> Whenever I see him, it's like... Oh, for oh, yeah, him doing
0: all right for himself.
1: Yeah, because sometimes as well, you get these characters that are only in it for a couple of years, and, and you immediately forget them, or or you see them in something years later. And it's like I recognise that person from somewhere, but I don't remember. <laughs> and and that's not the case with uh, with with Chris. You know, people like you know, Dan Mason or Harry Flagg, these tiny little characters that just get for- forgotten, apart from the the most what hardcore. Was in three hundred and thirty episodes. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Um. Anyway, so he Chris first got into showbiz when he was spotted in a charity fashion show. In
0: Interesting fact. Yes. That's exactly the same way Kate Middleton got into the royal family. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. If only things could have been different, Chris. <laughs> could have been uh, married to...
0: William. <laughs> why not?
1: Um, why not, indeed. <laughs> so this, this is my best fact about Chris, and I don't want to... Um, you know, sell this little discussion about Vikram, and you can turn off listening now after you've heard the best bit. But this is the best
0: bit, this is the
1: best, bit. Is the best <laughs> bit. So, he first um, he first joined Coronation Street in 1999, but that wasn't the first role in Coronation Street that he auditioned for.
0: No, quite often this happens that uh, an actor will be asked back for several parts in Coronation Street before they finally get the role that they are famous for in the show.
1: Yeah, that's always quite funny because you, you yeah. hear it like, like um. Uh, Joe Froggart, who um, ended up playing Zoe Tattersall, thinks she auditioned for both Leanne and um, Toya Battersby, for example. It's it's not as uncommon as you might think. But back in the 80s, um, Chris Bisson, who... (laughs) I I I don't know whether this is his first audition or what, but he... um,
0: Well, he was an unemployed actor, wasn't he, before he... uh... Got the show. He was looking for looking for work. Well, he was auditioning he, wherever he could.
1: Yeah, no, he he yeah. Um, but he, he was just a, he must have just been a kid at this time because he went for the to audition for the role of Steve McDonald. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Sorry, um,
0: I- my drink went down the wrong.
1: I got you to guess this the other day, didn't I? said so, get Gemma, <coughs> yeah, guess, have a guess. It was in the eighties. Chris Bisson um, did an audition for the <laughs> most unlikely part, <laughs> and the, the part of the going you go, what? And you did guess it first. time, I guess it you?
0: first time because it because the um, the only. <laughs> anything that would have been more implausible would have been Liz McDonald, really, mm.
1: wouldn't it? Yeah. Um,
0: His yeah. agent screwed up a little
1: bit. But yeah, basically, I mean, Chris has said, it was so stupid looking back, <laughs> it, I was totally unsuitable. Yeah, I think if, uh, if uh, you know, Charlie Lawson and Bev Callard had rocked up to the street with uh, with their son. With twins? Yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> One
0: of whom was no, Chris. Not identical. <laughs> so carry on the quick.
1: Um, yeah, he said, my agent was clueless. She's come under a bit of pressure trying to get me a job. Here I was with all these very white kids with blonde hair in this hall and I knew I was in the wrong place. It must have been so embarrassing. I was going to say,
0: it's funny to imagine but imagine how bloody awful you would have felt if you were him just going, oh right another part I can't actually play because it's a different race.
1: Yeah I know, I know, totally. Um, I wonder whether he actually, you know, went through and did the audition or whether he just showed up and like I'm out of I'm
0: going. I uh, I mean, yeah I I would actually like to know that. As well, because I think if I was a casting director and some agent brought this kid in who is not at all what you were looking for, but he still went ahead and, and gave it their his best, you would sort of think, I'll write your name down. I'll tell you what. Um, <laughs> I might it, have got something for you. It, it, uh,
1: it was this audition that I think he was spotted by someone there and it led to him to have a part on Children's Ward, which was a, kids, um, it was a children's ITV show that I remember watching. What was watching. it about? Hospital. <laughs> I can't remember There were some big names on that. I can't remember whether um Alan Howell might have had a part in Children's Orders. I can't remember. Oh, anywhere. it sounds There's amazing. It. was it about
0: ill children in hospital. Yeah, but they had oh, lots of I fun love as that well.
1: Kind of thing. <laughs> um. So he, yeah, he, he, uh, was in quite a bit of that. Um, and he was also um, well-known in 1999 for starring in the film East is East. So that came out a bit after his uh, time in Coronation Street, I think, but I guess he must have filmed, he must it, have filmed it before, before Corrie. We've never seen East is East. Oh, I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? No, yes. I, don't, I, don't I remember uh, Apparently, I think it's got quite a, a cult following. I remember there was one series of Big Brother where they were demanding that Big Brother let them watch East is East. I don't where know why. They? Yeah, Jimmy Mystery was also in that film as well, by well, the way. He went on I to know. play Cal. I know what our
0: homework's gonna be.
1: We have gotta watch *East Is East*. Now, have we? They made a sequel to it as well. Like, What's like twenty years later.
0: West is West. I
1: think it is actually.
0: Is it? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so before he got the uh, the job in Coronation Street, um, he, as as Jenna said, he was an unemployed <laughs> actor um, working in Moss Bros in the West End, and he, he That's had where a bit... You
0: got your wedding outfit from
1: not the one in the West End though. No. Uh, he had a bit of an Archie Shuttleworth-esque skill in that he could look at somebody and pick their size. He won an award. He he did win a Moss a Moss Bros award. Apparently, I don't know well whether done. it was just like what they is... had a parade of people and like yeah, five foot seven, six foot two. Uh, you know what? Medium, extra, people... extra, extra large. <laughs> Sorry, mate.
0: <laughs> I know people, are, especially in America, are really down on communism, aren't they? They hate it. I've heard that. Um, but but imagine if we could all be paid equally for our skills. Poor old Vikram. Chris Bisson. Chris Bisson wouldn't have to be grafting, mm. doing his second best skill of being an actor yeah. on Emmerdale. Now he could be in Moss Bros, mm. judging people's heights and weight.
1: It reminded me of um you know that bit in American Horror Story. Was it last year or the year before that, where there was that witch that could tell the calorie count of any food that she held in her hands? <laughs> kind of well, like that.
0: They have carnival. Barkers. I think that Chris
1: Bisson is a witch.
0: I think he might be. It's burning. <laughs> I think that in the olden days, you used to have a carnival barkers because he would be able to guess your weight. Yeah, to yeah. Keep yeah. away from me, <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, So this is the story of Vic Crow, everybody. He moved into the street in 1999 with his family after Rabbi bought the corner shop. Um, Vic was... Um, was the one that was kind of put in charge of running the shop. He wasn't really interested in that because he'd rather just chase girls and Leanne and Maxine were two um
0: Hotties.
1: Yes, who uh fell under Vikram's charms just for a you know, brief brief amount of times. And he, he said at the time that when he kissed Tracy <laughs> Shaw that, um, that that snog outside the salon was definitely the best moment in my time on the street.
0: Oh bless him.
1: So like this character profile with my amazing fact. This his time on the street started Can with I his just high.
0: Say that his um the the rest of this quote is like borderline creepy. Go on. I just couldn't help myself. It was really great. The most exciting thing I've done in Corrie so far. <laughs> did, did, did Tracy read this? I don't know. I'm sure she was a good sport about it. I'm sure she it's was. It's better than being better than him saying oh, it was absolutely rubbish and where <laughs> she learned to kids, but she'd get her money back.
1: I mean it's it's pretty I mean, I can think of worse ways to start your time on Coronation Street getting to snog Maxine. Really, Michael. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> um, he did. He, he was only with her for a little bit. I think he stayed with Leanne for like three or four months or so. But this was around the time that she was getting divorced from Nick, and she wanted to use Vikram as part of the, the divorce settlement and say, "Yeah, I want a quick divorce. Look, I've slept with Vikram." And he was like, "I want my name kept out of this. I don't want to be a porn in your divorce." So, um, so she she got rid of him, or oh, he got rid of her. Sorry. Um. Uh, As well, um, considering this was only his first year on the programme, he was given quite an important job late in 1999, which was when they did the Corrie After Hours, I think it was called. Um, Do you remember us talking about this before? It was like a nine o'clock series of episodes of Coronation Street, like five days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and it was about Steve and Vikram going to Calais, I think, on a a booze cruise.
0: Ah, those were the days.
1: I know, I can't do that
0: anymore.
1: <laughs> um, well, actually, he did, Steve didn't end up going to, to Calais. He was, ended up getting um, diverted because they went to uh, Brighton first where uh, Vicky, Steve's ex-wife, was, uh, was living and he, he wanted to... You know, try and get back with her this also was the uh, the series of episodes that saw um julie goodyear make her first return as bet and um ken morley was in it as well as Reg holdsworth so it was a, a really interesting idea and i don't think it's anything that coronation street has done since i'm pretty sure they haven't having a handful of ex-cast members or ex-characters who had only been gone for three four years at the time Coming back in their own little self-contained series of episodes, along with a couple of current characters, Vic and Steve, I'd quite. I'd be interested to see them, you know, do that. Like, I don't know, what's Lloyd and Andrea up to at the moment? Would you? Would you be interested in that?
0: Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah.
1: But anyway, it was quite fun at the time. I, I don't remember the episodes being particularly brilliant, but the, the concept of having this was quite fun. Anyway, he ends up um, crossing the channel on his own and where he ends up um, meeting a French hitchhiker called Gabrielle and they end up having a bit of hanky-panky together on France. Um, comes back to, uh, to to Weatherfield, I think Steve gets in trouble, maybe they both get in trouble, I can't remember after getting caught with all, all their um, duty-free and um, Vikram um, ends up losing control of the shop because Ravi... Ravi, his dad, his brother dies. Ravi goes off to Bombay.
0: So, so his he uncle, sells his... Vikram's uncle, dies.
1: No, yes, yes. Vikram's uncle dies. Ravi goes off to Bombay to to sort it out, and it's he never comes back again. Um, but what's it called now? I don't remember. <laughs> <I> don't remember. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Why would you put me on the spot? I just thought I thought that you were being very knowledgeable, and I thought you might know this. This I'll 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 I'll, I'll fill the dead air by telling you the other story. This is when they had the big scandal with the actor who played uh, Ravi, and I can't remember what he was called now. And I really really enjoyed Ravi, but he made a bit of um, he made Mom a bit lie. of a scene. Oh yeah, of course, he made a bit of a scene on a train. I think I don't know whether he was drunk or what, but um, he he was a little bit disgraced and um had to leave Coronation Street. So Ravi, be
0: careful, everybody.
1: Yes, don't we disgrace you, yourself on the you train. To, we don't
0: want you to quit.
1: Yes. Um, so, yeah, they had to get rid of Ravi, and uh, this is when Dev came into the show. So, 20 years, blind me. Anyway, uh, Vikram was pretty furious about losing the shop, even though he wasn't, like, he, as I say, didn't massively enjoy running it. Well, he lost his inheritance. He, he lost his inheritance, yeah, because Dev certainly so wasn't going to give it What's the of parents? Him. And he didn't like the fact that he now had a new boss um, by way of uh, well, Dev. yeah.
0: So in 2000, he borrows money off Dev because, you know, who better than the person you hate the most to to be in debt to? £8,000, he gets the loan, sets up streetcars with Steve and we did a tweet recently because it was the 20th anniversary of Mm streetcars and those two are the founding duo behind streetcars. Steve only remains.
1: Yeah, but although um, at the time, Jez Quigley, who's um, notorious Bad guy, played by Lee bad Boardman, guy. who's the same birthday as me, um, was kind of pulling the strings because Steve owed him money. And I think, I can't remember whether Jez was trying to get Steve to uh, transport drugs in the taxis. That sounds really like a thought. He have borrowed the been money doing off like Dev
0: and given it straight to Jez, but I'm not in charge of Steve's well, he, finances, and I don't think he is either.
1: He wanted, so. uh, he wanted to get out of the shop, like I said, he didn't enjoy working for Dev and he thought he'd, uh, he'd oh, be yeah, feeling very I'm, enterprising and, uh, and, and started this new business on his own.
0: Yep, yeah. so, this is also the 20th anniversary of the first um, episode for Eileen Grimshaw, because um, it was in a cab, in Streetcar's cab, that um, she first appeared when Vikram picked her up, and he was imp- so impressed by her local knowledge that he offered her a job on the Switch. Yep. And uh, history was made that day.
1: Oh, it was. <laughs> having having Eileen, that, that was such a great um, combination of characters, particularly Eileen, and um, she, she was a real breath of fresh air on the programme. She was so like saki and narky and, and, and um, mardi with the customers. She, she, we, we, she, we still get to see slithers bit, of yeah. that now, but the, the beginnings of Eileen on the Switch was a really fantastic casting um, and some great writing for as well.
0: Not so much these days, but I would say <clears throat> generally, streetcars is the most interesting business to watch. And they've got a really good mix of of characters. They always seem to manage to get a group of characters that are really fun to watch on Mm. their downtime in that office, just bickering with each other. Yeah. Really good chemistry between all the actors. Even even though they've swapped out the third person, Mm. Steve and Eileen, and then the third person, who is now Tim, Mm. was Lloyd, was Vikram.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. It's Simon magic. Gregson has had great chemistry with everybody that's worked in there. He's really been the glue that's held them all together. It must have
0: good pheromones.
1: But uh, I, I, I do miss, <laughs> I do miss Stephen Lloyd. They I were know, brilliant, but were but Stephen Tim are well. Stephen Tim really are, are a lot of people's well.
0: favourites too. So yeah,
1: absolutely. You, you some you, you do go through periods, and I think we're in a bit of a patch like that now where you don't see
0: very much, much streetcars
1: at all but then uh, other times you, you get loads and loads and loads and we, we've also it's a, similar to the rovers as well although it always used to be there was always something going on in the back room of the rovers but I even know. that we just don't going see on? anymore well anyway. it's because everything's in the flipping cafe at the moment or whenever characters want to have downtime they also need a cheap cup of tea at the same time
0: yeah so in 2000 vikram also briefly dates candice who claims she's 18, but she's actually 14. And he finds out when he takes her to the Rovers and she gets kicked out for being too young and he is absolutely mortified and dumped her immediately. Can you imagine if that was now?
1: Well, they, they didn't go to bed together, at least. It, it was so brief, all he managed to get round to doing was taking her to the Rovers and uh, yeah, and being told the error of his ways.
0: I mean, is this what, what lesson does this teach men?
1: Don't trust women.
0: I mean it was the same with Bethany wasn't it when she came
1: back who was it that she convinced was it is it Gary or somebody? Don't Remember, Remember Lucy Fallon started the, in the show, she's like I'm 18. and then someone somebody takes her to the rovers and everyone's like, Hang on a minute, your birthday is not up. You
0: could have said like don't date women who are really young <laughs> and you could have said always ask to see somebody's birth certificate when you start dating, but no, you just went I just straight, went straight to, for it. Don't trust women. They're always lying about their age. When they're young, they say they're old, and when they're old they say they're young. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, so 2001, he he had he had quite a string of women he was a bit did of old farrier, didn't he, he? Wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So Karen he dated in 2001. This is before she'd been out with Steve when she was still Karen Phillips. Um,
0: this is the Karen. This is
1: this is the Karen. The this Corey is the Karen. Saran Jones Karen. Uh, but she was sadly for Vikram, was a little more interested in Steve, and she ended up having a bit of a you know a bit of a, a bit on the side, a bit of a fur with old Steve. So he he dumped her and then went out with. Uh, Bobby Lewis instead. Now, that's another name. Bobby Lewis, Gemma. Tell me everything you know about her.
0: She invented...
1: You don't remember Bobby, do you? The
0: John Lewis and also the hair bobby. The bobby
1: pin. (laughs) That's another name, Bobby Lewis. Uh, Does anybody remember her? I can picture what she looks like. And she was in the programme for a good... Two, three, four years. Now her maybe. name is
0: spelt B O B B I. Yeah. So I imagine that she signed it with a with a heart over the eye. Probably.
1: She was she was one of the um one of the many factory girls that they had churning through that rotation of, of extras in the factory. But I don't remember very much about what she did at all. But he went out with her for a bit anyway. I think that at a time um, I think that Karen and Vikram had been trying to set Steve up with Bobby for a little bit. But anyway, he was going out with her. She's
0: also named after her dog. Hmm. Bobby,
1: the dog. What? Our beloved dog. Your, your nan's Bob. My nan's Bobby.
0: That's a bit Bobby. of a deep
1: cut for the podcast listeners. Um, so he... Uh, what else you get did a you do that if yet? you knew
0: that reference.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he dressed up... He, he and Steve dressed up as the ABBA girls as part of a drag karaoke night, which is quite interesting because we just saw on the classic Coronation Street another drag night, didn't we, where the women had to dress up as men. True. And we got to see that was uh, more uh, and Betty being Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, so they were ABBA... Um Steve, by the end of the year, has already got married to Karen, and I think this is the time when um she convinced Steve to marry her for a bet I think and anyway Vicram was the best man, so he obviously pretty pretty quickly got over the fact that um that Steve yeah. stole his if, girlfriend from if, under his nose.
0: If your ex-boyfriend is willing to be the best man at your wedding, should you be grateful or like a bit snubbed? <laughs> like he's so over you that he doesn't care. I know.
1: Within the same year, <laughs> um, so uh, this is an, this is you can tell this is another one that I got from this news site. So um, at the end of two thousand and one, um, Vikram was at the I think I don't know whether it was in the rovers or was it in the factory, but there was a scene where he gets held down and stripped by various female characters who who's, who are all trying to show off about how muscly and manly all their boyfriends are, and they're like, and all the other guys were taking their clothes off and. And, and, and showing off and Vikram was like no you're alright thing so they grab hold of him oh, tear his clothes off and he has to end up running down the street half naked and um, five viewers complained to the ITC back then which I bet is the, you the more would com.
0: complain now I mean that's awful
1: yeah it wasn't upheld though really yeah
0: it's okay to it's okay to sexually harass a man
1: I, I can't remember what the reason was that they decided not to I think they were like it was fine. We didn't see much nudity. And I it was don't just, care. It was Christmas jollities. We've all done it, haven't we? said the ITC.
0: ITC went, poor.
1: <laughs> and that's why we don't have the ITC anymore. <laughs> um, now, although um, Vikram was quite pleased to be going out with Bobby at that time, and he'd been going out with her for you know, half a year or so, he didn't want to settle down. He, no, he don't. wanted to make sure he could spread his wild oats. Still, yeah, he wanted to be able to play the field. And when she starts moving and stuff into his flat at the end of two thousand and one, he's like putting the brakes on that, missus. Um, and so um he, yeah, he, uh, she, he's like, no, you're not moving in. And she feels like she's being taken for granted a little bit by him.
0: If you can't even wants... have your hair brush around your boyfriend's house. Mm. What hope is
1: there for you? <laughs> so, so far, Vikram, he's been in the show three years now and he's not, not really had very many stories at all. And it was in 2002, his final year on the show, that finally they thought,
0: let's just do something with this Let's guy. give
1: him a story. <laughs> I, 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 I guess he didn't like it because he was gone by the end of the year. But go on, Gemma. <laughs> now, you watched this and I watched this. I was reading about this on the internet. I was like, I don't remember this at all.
0: 2002, I I wouldn't remember anything that happened that year. Apparently, he had an affair with an older woman named Hazel Wilding. And then when Karen found out about it, she told Bobby, who then decides to complain to streetcars anonymously in various wigs and moustaches.
1: I think she did it over the phone. It's like, Although, Jen, as we know Hello. from Jenny Bradley, putting a wig on for you... It will yeah. help you. Yeah, it will help you with your disguise. So she
0: complains to the license uh, taxi licensing enforcement team about streetcars, um, and then she buggers off after, you know, yep. ruining everybody's business. Vic also ends up in a fight with Hazel's husband, mm. which unfortunately... Um, led to Chris having to go to physiotherapy because when he filmed the the stunts for this I guess they let him do a bit more than they normally would and he got whiplash and had to had to go off and get himself sorted out.
1: Yeah. No, I found loads of news articles about this. I just I don't remember it at all. And I know a lot of people don't remember much about, you know, their early years of university, but I didn't even drink, so I don't know what my excuse no, is for not remembering this story.
0: Was I even watching it then? Yeah, you were. What year was this?
1: This was 2002. So this, this is when
0: we were living in Portsford?
1: No, no, this, this was uh, this was beginning of 2002, so we were, we were sharing, we were living in the halls of residence together.
0: Uh, I wouldn't have watched it though, would I? Did I?
1: I would have probably,
0: yeah. I
1: think you were watching it back then. I think I got you hooked pretty quickly.
0: I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> um, also 2002, he becomes addicted to horse racing after...
1: Betting on horse racing, like Betting. This. Not, not, <laughs> not I'm going to sneak to the racetrack at night. I just night. love
0: to grab that horse and go running down the road with it. I love to race horses. <laughs> they always win. One day I'll get them. <laughs> 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 he gets um, a jockey in his cab as yes. a customer, and they give him some tips, and he... Becomes addicted to betting and gambling and gets debts of £8,000. That's which, a
1: cliché show story, isn't it? Getting addicted to gambling or whatever, racking up your debts.
0: Well, you know, you've got to be careful. Stop when it's, You've got to stop when it stops being fun. That's mm. what they say. Indeed. I only like horse racing because I get to wear a hat when I go to see it. <laughs> he also has a, a fling with Maria. Yeah. Very beautiful young woman. I can imagine why. He then steals two thousand pounds from street cars, and smuggles drugs. <laughs> God, um, in from Barbados. It really did a
1: number on his character at the end. And they're like,
0: do you know what? We're sick of you. <laughs> you're a, you're a dr- gambling drug addict, drug mule. Okay.
1: He was he was not a bad guy. I mean, I
0: say I don't. Mark, I it don't... all goes downhill. You you think you're a good guy, but you've never been tested, have you? With debts. No. Well. All right, you got a credit card. It's not
1: the same. Probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got more than pounds like on it. It, but it was different happen. back then. Um, yeah, I, I I always remember Vic Cram. like he was he was just a nice enough guy. He wasn't like I don't remember him being totally dodgy or or anything. But yeah, two thousand and two is like right. He's going to have an affair. He's going to yeah so drug become smuggler, a drug smuggler, gambling addict. Yeah.
0: I mean, really though, is that not the trajectory of every Coronation Street character, <laughs> pretty much? Debts, gambling.
1: Yeah. Taxi crime. out of Weatherfield.
0: <laughs> so anyway, so he, he smuggles drugs um in from Barbados, but it's in Maria's suitcase. So this I remember in the early two thousands this being a massive story in in the UK where various various white people would find themselves in trouble with the law because they either well, they claimed that they didn't know that stuff was in their suitcase when they went on holiday to all these exotic places and come come back with all these drugs. Mm. And um, everyone was in an uproar because they ended up in prison in some random country and people were like, you can't do that to white people, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> but anyway, so Maria gets is the drugs mule. Mm. Um, I can't remember, I, is... I
1: assume she dumps him after that. I don't know, I haven't So
0: um, he tries to pay off his debts for that and then he gets asked to do it again. So he decides to use Steve and Karen this time, and he um, gives them a free holiday to Tenerife in, in a trick. But when they come back, Steve finds drugs in the bottom of his suitcase and realises what's going on. I don't understand this. <laughs> Steve finds this, the other side, of, of having successfully smuggled them into the country, and then he dumps them in the canal. What I'd would you like, do? Go
1: on. I'm quite good at that, actually. No, I'd easy. say,
0: well, I've got them now. You want them back, Vikram? You've got to give me some cash.
1: (laughs) Steve says drugs are bad. Yeah,
0: but if they're bad for you, they're bad for the canal. Think of the ecosystem. Think of all those tiny little sticklebacks that are probably dead now. (laughs) He tells Vikram to leave Weatherfield for good And so he does and he goes to India Yeah, so
1: Vikram's been living in India for the last 18 years I wonder Never how to he be is. seen again <laughs>
0: I'm,
1: I'm, I can't remember I'm, He's probably been mentioned since, hasn't he? Like, I Dev, really Dev's been over and, 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 and Asha and Adi and, like, Did he, they
0: mention him going Yeah, they've mentioned India
1: No, I, I think then they might have mentioned it, Vikram again So I think he's still
0: India's he's quite still a big country and quite a few people live there
1: Anyway that was the, that. was all that Vikram did. So not a huge amount on the street. And um, I think Chris wanted to spread his wings. He was realising that there, was, there wasn't very much going for him at the time. He announced in August 2002 that he was going to be leaving. And this did leave fans to speculate whether he might be one of Richard Hillman's next victims. Because I think it must have been around mid-2002 where he... Um, clonks Patricia Hillman and uh, and sees Dougie Ferguson off as well. And, Richard
0: does not. Richard Vic does.
1: Mean. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I forgot to mention that. Um, and and Corey was like he like they're they're riding on this. We gonna we've got a serial killer here and people are like oh is Vikram going to be the next victim? Also at that time Georgia Ta- Georgia Taylor announced that she was leaving um, and quitting as Toya. So there was. There was a group Who of characters that ITV announced that one of these could be Richard Hillman's next victim. And both Toya and Vic Cram were, were on the list. But oh, my Fortunately, God. they both both escaped the uh, the black-gloved serial killer. Um, at the time when Chris left, this is what he said. To leave a family <laughs> as warm and caring as Coronation Street has been one of the most difficult decisions I've ever had to make. I had four fantastic years as part of the most talented team in British television. I'm very grateful to those who've made it so special, and that includes, most importantly, the viewers. In a few months, I will bid a fond farewell to Vic and Streetcars as the time has come for me to diversify and meet fresh challenges. 2003 will be a new adventure, and I look forward to it.
0: So that's, what that's, a lovely thing to say. That seems kind of a quite
1: standard thing to say, especially if you want to, if you know you're not going to get killed off, and you want to maybe keep the door open for a return.
0: It's also really cool that he diversified and went off into another soap that's also on ITV.
1: <laughs> he did a few other things before <laughs> taking the, the, little, the, the little, leap over to Emmerdale. Yeah, but then it, it, he also, but then also that year we had some interviews with with various media outlets where he had. Quite a different attitude. He kind of burned his bridges a little bit. For example, there was one interview in the Mirror, and he said that he, he left because he found his character boring. And uh, he said, "I was very frustrated with my storylines, and I'm not the only one." <laughs> it was probably my mum, right? My mum's so When they're
0: is... going to give you this a is story, a Chris? Crap, Chris.
1: My character was going nowhere.
0: Give me no doubt. It's brilliant.
1: I made my feelings clear to bosses, but they didn't do anything about it. I got to the stage where I'd had enough. Once I decided, the only person I confided in was Stephen Arnold.
0: It's probably him that leaked this. (laughs) (laughs) He was trying
1: to talk me out of it, but I felt I'd done my time on the street. It's one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make. My co-stars were gutted and the bosses weren't thrilled either. They wanted me to stay, but I'd rather take a pay cut and star in a more challenging role in the West End.
0: Oh dear, talk about i know (laughs) well look you can really totally sympathize with anybody who's in a show and they feel like they're not getting very interesting storylines
1: it does make you think though because when when people you know leave coronation street if they act or they choose to leave they always have good things to say don't they of course uh, but um
0: it's very yeah, honest. You to turn around
1: and, and say this.
0: It is, I mean, I, it's um, quite refreshing. It's refreshing and honest because anyone who leaves the show, you can tell a character where where an actor's left the show because the character has just been treading water mm. and totally sympathise with them and, and find it just frustrating that the people in charge can't use... It's so It's so difficult, though, because they can't make everybody... The main character, but
1: no, I it mean, it feels I, like it must have been such an honor for him to come in at the time, being part of Corey's first Asian family. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, also completely overdue.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But then once you're in and they don't do anything with you, it's like oh, they've
0: got to be careful. They're going to do the same thing. With well, the Baileys I was, was going to
1: say, I mean, it's there's definite parallels to the Baileys yeah. there, aren't they? And, and at least at least with the Baileys, they're trying to give them various little stories here and there. But I know, but this is the thing: you
0: really can't just coast on. Yeah. You can't coast on um, diversity hires now, can you? You can't just say, "Look, now we've got this this family, and we've brought them in because they're from this background, and we want to prove how PC we are, and then just mm. not do anything with them." You can't get away with it now. Yeah,
1: you got to have you got to have the, you really have got to put accent, your money you've where Good the, the quality of the writing, a have good have storyline, storyline idea. They've done
0: it, They've done it all right, but I'm really surprised with the Bailey's that they haven't pushed them. Yeah. More I mean, front. when
1: they brought um, Mandy and Jenner in as well, they they kind of said, "Well, th- those two plus Lloyd are, are Curry's first black family," but it wasn't quite the same, was it? And they didn't they didn't live together nope. on the street or anything no. like that. But again, what happened to them? I know they, uh, yeah, yeah. Other other soaps haven't had anywhere near the same sort of problems as Curry has with with giving their um, their families from different backgrounds something to do, although main story at the moment a story we've got the nazirs in the center of it and yeah. and we've got yes. the stuff with, with asher as well a really
0: good jo- i said that recently the asian actors on the show are doing a massively good job and they're and Corey are doing a brilliant job putting them in in the forefront and i guess one of the things that soaps are worried about is they don't want to make race specific stories because number one they're scared of getting it wrong. And, you know, if you're scared of getting it wrong, maybe just hire a more diverse writing team and then you won't have so many problems. And number two, they're worried about alienating viewers who some some people are very ignorant and and stupid and will think, well, like, this doesn't apply to me, so I'm not interested. Mm. But then it is, this storyline that they've got, the domestic... Um, abuse and coercive control stuff is a universal storyline. Yeah, nothing to do, do with the Why on earth can't the they worry about, can't they do more stories like that mm, mm. with the Baileys and stuff?
1: Yeah. Um... What else? Well, so this is my other information that I found about Bickram and Chris. He said, um, "Oh, apparently there was one time when he got his knuckles wrapped by the show's bosses because he didn't turn up to work one morning, and he was usually apparently very, very reliable, like one of the most reliable on the cast at getting in on time." I but I can't this- believe
0: that you that you even have a list of the most reliable. Like literally, it's a job to go to work.
1: I'm really Why interested in. know like, people that aren't of reliable. The, of the current cast, who's not reliable? If
0: I was who has tr- to if be phoned producer, up by a McLeod?
1: Like, get out of bed, you lazy no, article. No, if
0: I was the producer, you didn't turn up to work. First time, okay. Second time, what's your excuse? Third time, you're out.
1: I wonder, I wonder whether, like, I uh, don't over care, the years, different who producers who you, have been we, harsher about that We didn't that. care who
0: you were. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. The
1: thing is, that, uh, you could
0: be you could be the the you know most famous person in the show. You'd be kicked out.
1: There there have been very very few axings from producers in recent years. Haven't yeah, I know. There've there been lots of characters that of have course. left, um, but they're, they're, a I lot know. of them have left because they've chosen to do so. I feel uh, as apparently. though yeah
0: yeah, it's very interesting to to see the different styles of producers. I think mean, I'd be a bitch if <laughs> I was in charge. But really, if I'm paying you, I mean, if you would get fired for being a shop uh, um. A checkout assistant, you would get fired for being an actor. The same thing. If you do the same thing wrong, you get fired.
1: But I mean, you do get these people in Coronation Street and and naming no names, but I'm sure we can all think of a few who probably do think that they can get away with murder. I'm sure they and they
0: think and they've, they've been in
1: the show for a long time, or they're a big name, maybe. Um, and 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 Curry says, "Oh, nobody's bigger than the show," but.
0: I bet, I know.
1: But, yeah. Anyway, so the, the story was that he, that, that Chris was usually quite good at getting to Corrie on time. There's no but, um, excuse
0: for not going to he, work when you're supposed to be got, going to work. He
1: got his timings wrong. He thought that he was due in the afternoon, yeah, that's but actually fair enough. they phoned him up in the morning and was like, where are you? And he was in a club in <laughs> London after an all-night bender. <laughs> <laughs> so was like, I'm not. I'm not going to be able to get in the, in, in two hours. on the opposite end of the country, but they they let him off that one time.
0: That's that's okay. Well, for that one one story. time, get yeah. But getting your getting your times mixed up is different from swanning in hours late and thinking that you're too cool. Yeah, but
1: he he had been partying quite hard the night before, so <laughs> you know, that, I
0: know. That, but do you know what you say this? Um, you know, he was, he, he couldn't make it in the morning because he'd been partying until nine o'clock, but he was supposed to be in the afternoon. I know. What was his plan? Yeah. Get on a, get on a train and go to sleep. I'm just or... <laughs>
1: about to come up to Manchester. I well, How long? how long's the,
0: well, you can how long go the train
1: to Manchester from London? It's quite a few a, hours. five hours. So.
0: No, it's not five Is hours. It, You're uh, thinking of the coach.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Um, get
0: on the coach for five hours and have a kip.
1: <laughs> um, another thing, a little, little, um, Quite... Nugget that I found was um, from 2001. He spoke to the Sunday People, where he said, "I get requests for autographs, but I've never had a pair of knickers sent to me." That
0: sounds to me like you're inviting knickers to be sent to you. Chris. Uh,
1: apparently, he did often go to places, and he was swamped by girls, but um, none of them thought to actually send the knickers. I, I wonder whether that's why he decided to leave in 2002. Either so he I'm still going, wasn't getting the knickers, or he got his first pair of knickers and was like, Can't to had, move on." Yeah, or like this isn't this is all i wanted and i feel hollow now that i've had this pair of granny pants my, sent to me.
0: my dream's been achieved and it wasn't the exactly what i thought i would
1: yeah mate i wonder whether he's had any knickers sent to him from his time on emmerdale he's still waiting for that first if pair? he wants
0: a pair i've got some that i could probably i was going to throw out you know the elastic's <laughs> gone and stuff
1: just just ask chris if you're <laughs> you
0: just anyone also anybody you want a pair of knickers if you're not famous, there will be a small fee. <laughs> but I'm perfectly happy to send them.
1: <laughs> um,
0: they need go in the bin.
1: I also wanted, when I was doing a bit of research for this, to find out, because like I said, I, one of the reasons that we put a bit cram this week was because of the, the, the race story that's going on with the Baileys at the moment. Um, and I wanted to see if uh, there was anything... Uh, and any issues that, that Chris or, or his family had. And um, apparently his family, the, the Bisson family, came to the UK in the late 60s. And his uncle didn't stay here very long because they're from they're from Trinidad originally. Uh, and he was refused service in a cafe. His mm. uncle so he was like, I'm not staying here. It must have been awful back then. Family know, then moved ridiculous. to Liverpool where they also weren't welcomed. And it was like, you know, the, you know no Irish, no blacks, no... Wherever. nobody else Yeah, nobody but then about. they went to Manchester where they were more accepted so that's that's where the family stayed so I thought it was quite nice in the end although it was shocking well not shocking it's just really sad that uh, they, they had to go through this Um. also one this time this is awful you're, you're on you, you well
0: this. he had an interview on on the radio with GWR radio host Andy Stiles and I guess he thought it was making a joke um, but it wasn't funny he said, "What was the biggest shock of your life? Was it when you looked in the mirror and realised you were Asian?" I know.
1: It's what awful. does that
0: mean? And and Chris was like, N- uh.
1: "Yeah." They, and so
0: he had to apologise, and they never they aired the interview. Yeah, they didn't
1: even share the interview. They didn't even air the interview. So. What?
0: I don't get it. Maybe he was drunk.
1: I don't know. I just. Sometimes think. you say things that you think are funny and then re- look back on them and go... Aww.
0: Oh, no. Well, I've done that many times on the podcast.
1: Yeah, luckily, unlike the, the set of the live radio, we can edit them out. I
0: know, but usually you put them in anyway. And then what? I just feel guilty all Saturday and then nobody says anything. <laughs> so anyway... So I get so over that, myself.
1: You do. That was... well, I've never
0: said anything like that to anybody because it doesn't even make any sense. No,
1: it really doesn't. That's very rude. Um, he he left oh. Corrie then. That was it. Um, he was out. Um, he... I looked on his IMDb page and there's quite a lot there. It's mostly like um, one-offs or, or or short movies or, or TV movies or things like that. Um, he was apparently a regular in the first few series of Shameless. I don't know whether he shared the screen with um, Sally Carmen at all. Oh. Um, and yeah, but but ever since 2009 he's been playing Jay Sharma in Emmerdale. I, d- I don't know how big a character Jay is. I don't, You could give me any Emmerdale character's name apart from that Marlon and i like, the Dingles. I know the Dingles. Are they, are they big or are, or are they small? Uh, it's I've got no He's been in no over 1,200 episodes. So yeah. He's his, the episode has somewhat dwarfed his time in Coronation a Street. A
0: little
1: bit, yeah. Um, uh, he
0: When 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 they do his um, biography, they're not going to be like he was in Corrie and also in Emmerdale. No. It'll be the other way around, won't it?
1: Yeah. But it is funny because, like I say, whenever I see him, instantly I'm like, that's Vikram. And when I, when I turn <laughs> over, oh, it's Vikram. And there's so many other actors that I've... I, wouldn't be like that if i saw them it's like i think i think i remember them before but, yeah, um,
0: he, he goes to show he was very charismatic
1: interestingly um Uh, at the moment his on-screen mother-in-law in in emmerdale is played by manpreet Jutler, who um played his sister Nita in coronation street
0: i wonder whether that's really
1: weird that that they're 20 years um... later they're now you know sharing the screen together i know but she's his
0: mother-in-law i wonder whether she's like this isn't well i'm glad you're paying me for this
1: (laughs) so there's a few uh, a few articles that i found that pointed that out like did you know they've You'd never believe that they've been together on screen before. Um, he, got award, he got an award in 2014 for um, Best TV Character in the Asian Media Awards. Good. That's jolly good. Cool. Which makes me think he must be, you know, pretty big name on Emmerdale. Uh, and in the second series of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, he came eighth out of ten. <laughs> but don't worry, Chris, it's the taking part that counts.
0: As long as he didn't have to eat anything horrible. He probably did. He probably refused
1: and that's why you got kicked out. No, maybe, maybe. There's been quite a few um, curry stars that have gone on to do bigger things in Emmerdale and it's always weird switching on or even like when we've been to the Soap Awards and we've seen various ex-Coronation Street cast and we go, oh, I remember them at so-and-so but everyone else is, is cheering for them for other things like do you remember when we went to the London one a few years ago and we saw Gayna Faye there yeah and and she was before your time in Cor- she was in Coronation Street before your time watching it anyway well yeah she? but still whenever I see her it's like that's Judy Mallet, and she was only in the show for two years three years maybe but she made a really big impression but she went on she did um she was in it at emmerdale up until last year she was in it for like six or seven years or so so that's quite funny and uh, we also saw at the soap awards one time um john bow who played dougie ferguson yeah do you remember him being there i think it was the year when emmerdale did really really well and he was there cheering on and we saw him getting into a taxi but everyone saw him as emmerdale guy we uh, we've got bill ward he moved on from corrie into emmerdale he was um he was Charlie Stubbs in Corrie, yeah, and he was the um, he was the one that started off the motorway crash in Emmerdale, wasn't he? Oh, you remember yeah. you see this, the 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 clip yeah. of him falling backwards down into the into the motorway. Um, at the moment we've got Reese Dinsdale in Emmerdale who played Joe McIntyre.
0: Yes, that's right. I've seen him in that.
1: Um, started
0: this
1: year. Yes, Sally Ann Matthews did a turn in Emmerdale for Isn't a couple for of years. Year, yeah. Um, so that's, she's, I think she must be one of the few that's done Corrie, then Emmerdale,
0: then Corrie Then again. back to
1: Corrie again. But I mean, unlike... Well, I don't know. I wonder, because we said that Chris is going to be known for his Emmerdale role, you know.
0: Before his Corrie role. Yeah,
1: when all is said and done. And it makes me wonder with some of these other actors, what are they going to be? What's going to be at the top of their Wikipedia page? Like Gaina Faye, I guess, with so many years in Emmerdale, she's going to be known for that more. Um, Bill Ward, I don't know. Sally Ann Matthews is obviously Corrie first. Yeah, but it is funny to think that she was she was in Emmerdale as well at the same time. And Gemma, our our favourite, Sandra Gough was also in Emmerdale for quite a period as Good. well. When
0: was she in it then?
1: What in Emmerdale? Yeah, she she was in it for a little bit in the uh, late nineties. I think she was like on and off. I've written down here in nineteen eighty four to nineteen ninety one, but it wasn't a continuous was stretch Emmerdale? of time. That was in Emmerdale because she was in in Corrie up until 1971, I think. Had a massive break and then went to Emmerdale for a bit and then she was uh, back in Emmerdale playing a different character. I think she was one of the, one of the Dingles in
0: 1995.
1: Oh, I love Sandra I know, that's why she needs to come back. And she, <laughs> has, she hasn't done a whole lot of TV since either. Um, we've also had, we, we, we're, where we had Sally R. Matthews doing Corrie, Emmerdale, Corrie, we also had um, Claire King doing Emmerdale, Cory Emmerdale because she was Erica in Coronation Street, but I think she's she's going to go down um, as Kim Tate first, and her stint in Coronation Street as Emmerdale will come as Erica as uh, sorry Corey as Emmerdale as Erica is going to come quite down her list Perhaps. of, uh, uh, of television. But she was great as
0: well, was not she? I liked her.
1: Yeah, so um, it's not just producers that Corey and Emmerdale are swapping back and forth between no, each know. other. It's very
0: incestuous.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've I've seen quite a lot of. Um, a praise online for uh, in McLeod recently and uh, for, for what he's been doing on Coronation Street and it is going through quite a good patch at the moment and people were quite surprised really because um, they, I, I think he wasn't particularly popular in, in Emmerdale and what, what he did there was wasn't lauded anywhere near as much as his predecessor Kate Oates but um, I think people have been quite surprised that, that he's doing alright now
0: I don't well, know, I don't know who the
1: producer of Emmerdale is now I, I don't know if we'll get them again next time
0: it, does, it did feel at, at one point that it was literally the, the, um, the hierarchy was: you start on Hollyoaks or Emmerdale, then you do Corrie, mm. and then you go off and do something else. Yeah, what's, I don't know what
1: Stuart Blackburn's doing at the moment, because he was Emmerdale before Coronation yeah. Street, wasn't he? Then they, they really need to spread
0: the net a bit different. further.
1: Yeah. Um, I was also thinking about other characters that have been in Coronation Street and moved on to other soaps, and I think the big one for me is also um, Nikki Sanderson, who we talked about earlier. Candice, Candice, She's Snow. she's <laughs> massive now on uh, on Hollyoaks. I can't remember what the character is that she's played, but she, I don't know whether she's won awards, but she's been she's been up for awards, and she's, yeah, uh, she's quite a big name there. So Curry is a certain certainly a launching point for many soap stars' careers in <laughs> uh, in other in other shows. Yeah,
0: that's right. Or oh, just staying in the show that they're yeah. in.
1: So, what's Cram's legacy? It's streetcars really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah,
0: it really is.
1: Just um, but Although it'll also be, it being part of the first Asian family because yeah. Dev's been in it for a good 20 years strong now and although... I, I know a lot of people, you know, make fun of Dev a bit and he's... I, I don't know how many major stories I'd ever say he's had but he's certainly an important Coronation Street character that had... And you know, Vikram and Nita and, and uh, Ravi not coming the show, I don't know whether we'd have ever had had Jimmy as well. And I'm, I'm wondering, now we've got uh, Adi and Asha coming to the forefront a bit more, whether that means we're going to see more of Dev.
0: Yeah, I mean, you say, you know, he's the first uh, part of the First Asian family and everything, and we we're talking about diversity, but diversity is important not just to have a various... Uh, various different um, types of people on the show, but also within those groups to have variety because um, when you're you're part of a group that isn't represented very well and you've only got one person that you can sort of relate to, it becomes difficult, you know? Mm. From my own experience of like being, when I was a kid and if you wanted to play, I used to be into computer games and I could only ever be one girl gets very annoying mm. and you know and that's nothing like what it's like to be a part of a minority no. group in this country because you're really underrepresented then so that's why I'm I'm glad that there are more Asian characters now and there's a bit more variety mm. of, of people that you can kind of look at and and you, you don't fall into this trap that Corey's fallen in with like say disabled characters where you've only got Izzy in a wheelchair she's the only sort of really
1: Oh, you got um you got alex as well you got you?
0: alex and i guess um Alad at some point will you know because mm. he's deaf um but when you've only got one person you fall into the trap of of having to be very careful in the way that you represent them because you that's the entirety of your disabled characters you've got to be so careful yeah. whereas when you've got lots of characters from a group you can you don't have to be Mm. The kid gloves can kind of come off a little bit, and you can be yeah. a bit. It's
1: all right, more Vic. Cram's smuggling drugs, and, and he's an a addict. But look, look at.
0: <laughs> There's another agent over here. Look, being being good. Yeah, so although I don't we're even not remember being at the time at when Vic
1: left. Who was... I suppose there was just, yeah, Devards. Yeah, been, yeah. you see what I mean. Yeah, but you see what I mean, though. You yeah, get totally. Re- it's
0: really you, you've got to be careful. Mm.
1: Yeah, but I think I think, uh, think Streetcars is the main legacy. Although I don't think. I mean, people think of streetcars as being Steve's. So then I think people quite often forget yes. the previous. I mean, even people even might Lloyd. not remember Lloyd. He's sadly been a bit bit forgotten, but definitely Vic. I think it was a quite a, a clever move bringing streetcars into it. It's been very useful having. Yeah. Having a, a cab. It would have been really been nice to have good. gotten
0: a 20, 20 year anniversary call out for Vic Ram from Steve in just kind of a. A uh, throwaway line, but it's difficult to mm.
1: to do those. It's so hard sometimes thinking of new new businesses that will work well on the street. And you, we, and we we've like thought of ideas. of have always said maybe they had this, maybe they had that. But it's only sometimes they'll do one that will strike gold. Like when when they brought in the Barlow's buys, for example, that seems like yeah, why not? There's a lot of that kind of shop appearing on the high streets at the moment let's put one in Corrie but then at the end of the day they didn't have a whole lot to do with them and uh, i suppose it's uh, it just proves that what a good idea it was to put a taxi firm in that 20 years later it's still running yeah, and definitely. It shows no signs of, of stopping but, because it, it, as i said it's, it's given us the scenes in the cab i, I think having eileen there was Eileen's real it's really great she she's really helped that business to continue to flourish um, and and it's always good to have a taxi.
0: Yeah.
1: Everybody always needs a taxi on Coronation Street. You don't always need a second-hand copy of Windows 95, which is why part of those is <laughs> folded after a few years.
0: I guess the only thing better, really, would be a Greggs. Yeah. Put a Greg's Everyone in loves
1: a Greggs. Um, yeah, so that, that is it. That's, that's what little we remember of Vikram, but now we are Vikram experts, and if you were to ask me a question about Vikram in the next Coronation Street podcast quiz,
0: I'd know. Oh, well. Hazel
1: is the be name sure of the old woman to... that he had an, an affair When was in it, though? 1999-2002, so it's... Uh, OK.
0: So I've got, I've still got there. Some stuff for this you, year. There could and be then... some
1: stuff coming up for, for a couple <laughs> of years, yeah, definitely. Anyway, if anybody um, listening has got any actual memories of Vikram, and not just stuff that they read off Coropedia or various news sites and, and we've forgotten anything, do, uh, do write in and let us know. Yes. And if, so what, what's, he, what's he like on Emmerdale as well?
0: Yeah, if you and, like if, him if, if on you, Emmerdale... If you're an Emmerdale you, yeah. watcher... Tell as us what as you think about him. How, One, and how do you have different? time to watch
1: two soaps? Yeah. And two, yeah. What's, is he what's he, like? what's he like? Is he like Vikram? And do you see him as Jay or do you see him as Vikram now when you first spot him?
0: Exactly. So, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find us online at con- conversationstreet.podbean.com, at Conversation Stewart on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Spotify. We're on iTunes, YouTube. We're on YouTube, on, and you might be listening to this on on YouTube. There's lots of other standalone segments of episodes to listen to that as well. Indeed. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you, everybody,
1: for listening. Tara, for now. The music for this episode came from PodcastThemes.com. <laughs>